my goodness, Peter Rollins, can you even believe it? I can't believe it. What can't I believe that this is our... 100th episode. episode. Oh my god. Yay! It only took us a couple years. Do you remember when we started this? Do you remember Do you remember when the first idea was? Like when, who thought of it, why? And why you answer that, I'm going to turn off the air conditioner. because Sure. Too much well, I will just sit here and reminisce that no, absolutely, Pete, I don't remember. I don't remember the genesis of it, what the idea of it was. I do remember being at Tiki No in North Hollywood, where we discussed what we were going to name it. We came across the idea of fundamentalists, which I think is just a wonderful title. Very, very tongue-in-cheek and... Uh, and yeah, it was the idea of a comedian and a philosopher doing a podcast together, and it seemed like a good idea at the time, but now, of course, yep. we know better. I know. Isn't that yeah. great? Yeah, because, you know, someday podcasts are going to be big, and we thought we need to get in there. Ground floor, baby. Ground floor. <laughs> Speaking of ground floor, uh, thank you to everybody who has joined at, at patreon.com slash thefundamentalists. Yep. And to show you that we mean business, quite literally, we are uh, bringing on now a buddy of mine named Cam, who is an absolute sweetheart of a person. He's going to be sound editing this episode. So thank you very much, Cam, and thank you for doing this. And thank you to everybody at patreon.com slash fundamentalist for allowing us to do this and no longer necessarily be in the red, but just sort of be able to make a higher quality podcast, yeah. a higher quality experience for you as we talk about, you know, contradiction and uh, you know, unbalance and balance. <laughs> You're and the balanced man. Freud, I'm the imbalanced Jung man. Is a, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and also UFOs. And mm. so we're really diving into a bunch of the, uh, the important stuff on this particular episode. We thought we would be a little bit more laid back and just sort of discuss various episodes, various, uh, um, moments in the podcast that we can hopefully even remember. Will, are you going to tell them this is our second blast at this? Oh yeah, this is this our episode? second blast. Yeah, we uh, uh, we did the whole version of this on Wednesday, which was a really fun conversation. We had a great time. We had a great time, uh, and it was uh, yeah, it was meant to be. I think uh, I would think that. Yeah, and so I was like, I think it's just the chaos of the universe. Chaos I would of the think universe. That. Yep. Uh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, that you can find meaning in. Yeah, that's, so that's perfect. Uh, isn't that what you say? Well, yeah, that's right. You find meaning <laughs> in the meaninglessness. Yeah. What do you do again? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's all been very fun. I'm coming yeah. off four days of school, which has been very nice and very intense and wonderful. And we do these, the way the program works is it's like in a, it's a hybrid program. So most of it's online. And then once a semester, you are supposed to go to the campus. That's not an option right now. So no, none of me and my cohort have been to the campus yet, but we're very excited for it when it happens. I'll be in Santa Barbara, hopefully in the summer, but probably in the fall. And I'm stoked about it, but it's been uh, an inundation of, um, uh, things and emotions and so I'm a little all over the place and I'm, a, I'm sorry for that but what's new and um, I also thought Pete mm -hmm. now would be a great time to plug some things yes tell us what you're doing what are you up to first thank you so much Pete uh, thank you for bringing that up mm -hmm. out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. You can go to lamorgan.com slash tour. I'm lining up stand-up dates left and right, folks. I'm talking about Tacoma, Spokane, Washington. I'm talking about Columbus, Ohio. All the major, all the major cities all in the, the world. All the major <laughs> cities in the world, basically. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, June uh, 24th and 25th, 
maybe 23rd and 24th, that's Tacoma and Spokane. And then also in July 14th and 15th, I will be in Orlando and Tampa, uh, my home state. I'm very excited about that. Please come by and say hi. I'm really excited about it. And uh, and then August, I have the uh, Ohio dates, which will be Columbus and Town Liberty Township, which is a place I have never in a million years heard of. Yeah. But I'm very stoked about it. Um, What's uh, tell, tell us a little bit about what your... Have you got a theme? Thank you so much, Pete, for bringing it up. I'm uh, the current theme is ridiculous universe. Um, it's born out of my realization that I've not at all all times lived a very normal life, especially this past year, year and a half. And I'm excited to explore certain things like that. It'll also in, involve uh, all sorts of things involving the ridiculous universe that we live in, such as the UFO problem that we are going to solve on this particular podcast yeah. episode. But I'm really Elliot loves that you've been bringing it around to UFOs a lot, including the episode that. Had didn't get recorded, do. yeah. Which, speaking oh, of... Oh, that one episode, because I was thinking the episode that was mi misrecorded, but that's another episode. Tell them about that. Well, folks, that will be at patreon.com slash the fundamentalists as the first original piece of content for uh, all the supporters over there, and it's called Money and UFOs. And so <laughs> if, that isn't, if that doesn't get you enticed, I don't know what will. Because we were, we were supposed to talk about money and what money is, and we got a fair bit into it, and then Ooh. we just went right into UFOs. Started boring the crap out of it. Yeah, <laughs> like we gotta spice this up <laughs> yeah. with a little extraterrestrial life um and then then okay so then this is just fun and i'm the big skeptic by the way and aren't i exactly and then it would piss me off because a week later somebody came out and they were like i was like pete's just not believing these ufos like he doesn't want to believe it and then a week later somebody was like yeah that's not a ufo that's a plane that's what planes look like that's definitely <laughs> like, ah, but apparently i'm back on it now oh and right that okay. person's been re-debunked so there's a re-d and all sorts of bunking happen and uh it's very exciting yeah. um i can't wait for them to show up and i hope they don't hurt me but uh anyway Pete, I believe you have something to plug as well. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I go back to Belfast in two weeks and I'll be doing an online festival called Wake, which is I usually every year I do it in person. It's a festival of ideas, pub crawls, art, music around all these historic venues in the city. But of course, this year uh, it's going to be online. But I'm flying to Belfast. We're taking over this really cool bar called the Sunflower. And all the performers are going to be in the Sunflower Bar with me. And there'll be talks, interviews, music, um, and uh, some community stuff. And that's going to happen over three days. In this, um, I'm hoping I can get a free ticket to it. I'll get you so I know um, somebody. Yeah. And what are the dates on it? 21st to the 23rd. Um, and people can either watch it live, live stream, or can dip in and out and get access to it after the fact. So nice. you don't have to go to it. People don't have to go to everything. They might pop in for a few of the things, but afterwards I'm going to make it into like nine episodes in audio so people can listen to it while cool. they're working out or whatever. Um, that's brilliant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I love how you said working out. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's just Imagine listening to whatever <laughs> that's going to be. I listen I'm to philosophy to while I work out and it really doesn't help. Like when you're listening to philosophy lectures, no. it does not inspire you. Like it really doesn't. Yeah. I, I, think, I really need to listen to music again. I think you discovered <laughs> that when we were uh, living together, you were like, I can't, if I listen to music, it helps a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah. That is part of it. That's definitely a huge part. I just get it, bored. I get so bored. I want to learn something. But yeah, it's somebody talking about ontology while you're running. Is yeah. Not, while you're hating life already. Yeah, yeah. Um, and isn't this like a historical bar? Yes. So uh, it's an old bar called the Sunflower, which was actually, it's got a big cage in the front where during the Troubles, 
um, uh, I think it was a Republican bar, but so as to stop gunmen coming in, you would go into a cage and then they would, like your camera would look at you, make sure that you didn't have a weapon and then you'd be led into the second wow. door. So they still got all of the, the cage in the front and it's a very cool bar now. It's nice. like a, and the troubles were in the 20s. Uh, they were in the the nineteen twenties. Mm-hmm. No, oh, uh, no, right I know. That. <laughs> Did you just? I knew you were alive up? during it. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was yeah nineteen seventies to the nineteen almost year two thousand. Really? Yeah, I didn't know it lasted that long. Yeah, it lasted thirty years. Really, of uh, a bit of bit of a scuffle. Have we done a whole episode on the Troubles? We haven't I've done it at all. Actually. Do you understand yeah. a lot of the historical? I mean, I know it was Protestants versus Catholics really going at it. Yeah, although the kind of and kind of not. And then it was Ireland fighting for independence. Yes, it was more, it was kind of political, like to Northern Ireland's part of the United Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, it's also now part of Ireland, so it's both. But um, yeah, so it was about uh, uniting Ireland or keeping Northern Ireland part of the United Kingdom. Okay. Yeah. But kind of, it also was kind of delineated loosely around religious lines, but kind of not really. What was so bad? May I ask, what was so troubling about, the, why, why was it that big of a deal that, I mean, in the 70s to late 70s to, to 2000, like, why did they, not saying that this isn't a natural thing to want independence, but why? Why did it blow up? Why did either up? side really, it seems like it got a little out of hand. It got out of hand. <laughs> it did. It got really out of hand. Yeah. And it was, the, so the police were, were pretty rough. And in the seventies, and they and um, pretty militaristic, pretty um, aggressive, and so the British Army were brought in initially to actually, funnily enough, protect the nationals' community. Um, but then um, the British Army were seen as a negative force, and then there were certain ish things. Basically, then it became a war, a conflict that this it blew up, and then we just fought for thirty years. Um, wow. And it, so it, Irish. it got really bad because. You know, nobody wants Northern Ireland, right? Yeah, the, the South doesn't want it, the UK. Nobody wants us. We're mm-hmm. very, it's a really nice thing about You're us. You're nasty. We're, we're all, yeah, nobody wants <laughs> us. But, you know, the, the British, British can't be seen to lose against a terrorist organization. So they're not going to, you know, so basically it had to, they had to find a way to kind of move the conflict into, into politics. And, wow. you know, now they're talking about potentially there will be a United Ireland. So that it'll be voted on probably in the next <laughs> 10 years. I thought you were saying now they're talking about doing it all over again. Yeah. Such a good time with it. Yeah. Uh, and the terrorist organization would be the IRA. So the IRA were the Republicans, and then there was the UDA and the UVF. Um, yeah. The UFF. There was, there's lo- just like there's lots of Protestant churches and one Catholic church, there's lots of Protestant paramilitary groups and one kind of Catholic paramilitary group. So the IRA was the Republican, and then the Loyalists were the um, the UDA, UVF, UFF, those guys. Which were you? I was, uh, well, so I was kind of one of the ones. <laughs> child. <laughs> I was a child. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, uh, I was on neither side nice. of that. Yeah. Were you friends on sides? Did you have friends that you lost to? Well, not lost. I mean, you can go there if you want, but like yeah. friends that you had conflict with politically that result as a result of the whole... No, I mean, I went to I went to a school that was a very loyalist school. So I kind of knew a lot of people who were in that kind of world and in kind of paramilitary youth groups and stuff like that. Um, and, but then I worked on the Falls Road as an adult, which is on the nationalist side. So I had friends who were in the nationalist community. So I kind of was wow. between the two. One um, foot in, one foot out. Yeah, and I, at one stage I lived in a loyalist estate and then I worked in the Republican Falls Road 
and I would walk to work, and that was actually, in retrospect, probably a very dangerous thing to do. Really? Because yeah. <laughs> of all the boom booms. All the boom booms, yeah. In, yeah. The, in the pow pows. Yes. <laughs> wow, cool. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, mm. where can, where, did you say where people can get tickets? Oh, yeah, just at my website, peterrollins.com. <laughs> what a weird plug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, that sounds really destructive and dangerous. Anyway, where can people get tickets? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so that's what... Well, look, you, we're both getting on the road again. We're both doing stuff. We're both itching, yeah, too. Good. Yeah. We're both losing our minds. I know, I know. You've been going out a bit more. Have you, have you gone for a drink anywhere yet? Have you done, no. have you done indoor dining? No. 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 Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I, I honestly... Mm-mm. You're not, you're not going to do that ever again, right? I don't. Yeah. I think those days are done. Yeah. Going out, overrated. Someone, um, Tyler Oakley is a YouTuber. I love dearly. He's very funny. And he tweeted something like, does anybody feel like their social skills have been reset back to beginner mode? And I was like, man, that is exactly how I feel. When I talk to people, it's like it just doesn't. I can talk to you. I can talk to Grace. Sometimes I can talk to Joe Beretta, and that's about it. Yeah. And anyone else, I'm just like, yeah. Don't. there's words are like, it's like the words are down there, but they don't... um, they don't make it like they get jumbled now yeah. in my head. I've seen that too in classes where I'll be trying to talk and I'll just be like, blah, 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 which is not a normal thing for me, but you know, yeah, no, it is weird to be out of, out of a year, not socializing. It is a skill. Like you don't think of it as a skill, but it is a skill. Like, yeah. Yeah. You can forget how Maybe to for, do it. Yeah. It's not like riding a bike. I don't necessarily think. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel about the 100 episodes we've done so far, Pete? That's yeah. I'm a, I'm a amazed that we got this far it's great i remember when we started when we were living together in north hollywood and some of the early episodes two kids just shooting the shit and freaking having really deep talks yeah and i remember like there was funny because you can chart both of our journeys but you can chart your journey because i was looking the other day and it's like there was episodes where you're talking about you know psychology and depth psychology and mentioning jung and it's there in the early episodes and we have a couple and then you then go back to school and you're, back now school. you're studying it and now you're Which, doing it. Which, uh, of course, reminds me of the acorn theory from James Hillman, a very popular depth psychologist who has now passed away, who I don't think I agree with on most things, but he seems pretty cool and he seemed like a really neat guy. But um, yeah, that kind of, I, I, it's funny you notice that because um, it, it also, for me, would I would say felt more synchronistic and more um, like, it, it was more, for me, it felt emotionally based, the decision, not necessarily mm. like, but then it, it, it was emotional, but it was also reading through everything and being like, oh, this stuff seems pretty cool. Uh, and it was also stuff I'm skeptical about. And so that's been really nice. I did the same thing in college with studying zoology and evolution and all that. It was like I dove headfirst into the thing that I thought I disagreed with. And then, of course, you know, got converted because I don't know if you can learn a bunch about something and then and then not get into it and go all and really you have to like especially with this program the depth psychology thing you're like you have to do the stuff like you have to go through the work and it's not just memorizing things and having like a you know that it's important and it's not just being scholarly that also is important but uh it's also just having to enter it really enter into it and digest it and and that's been very cool and very uh trippy and you know what like sometimes you see this a lot actually people go into something they disagree with because they actually agree with it, but they, they're, they're not allowing themselves to agree with it. So for example, maybe you went into biological stuff because secretly you're kind of, you wanted to, you, you're kind of already there, but you weren't allowing yourself to be there. Cause I've noticed that people who really disagree with me, 
I've had not not someone who just disagrees, but who if someone disagrees with you, yeah, they there's a few people, not many. <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple. Like I had this guy stand up at this event I was doing in Canada, and uh, it was in this bar, it was upstairs room, and he got massive guy, and he says this. I call bullshit, and this this is just this is bullshit. And it was near the end of my talk, so I was like, oh, you know, finished up. And I thought, well, I'll go over and meet this guy. I'm only here for one night, so find yeah. out who this guy is. So I bought a couple of drinks and walked over to the table, sat down beside him, and we got talking. Lovely guy. Turns out he's he was this um, uh, a radio host for this big... Um, uh, Christian radio station in Canada. Oh, that kind of disagreeing yeah. with you. So, well, no, 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 he disagreed. The funny thing is he was, yes, it, well, this is where it's interesting. So he was disagreeing with what I was saying, but as I talked to him, he said, listen, actually, I don't know why I reacted like that and I shouted at you. He says, you're like, I know why. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he says, he says, because ultimately he says, I'm in this um, environment where I have to believe, you know, say certain things and believe certain things. And he says, you know, um, I, when I was attacking you, I was really just frustrated at myself and the situation I was in. So ultimately, and we became good friends. I've been on the show a couple of times. He um, he just wasn't able to say on radio that at the time he wasn't really believing any of it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so the disagreement with me was actually just, he was agreeing with me, but he was repressing it and it came out in anger, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Was he, would you say projecting it upon you? Yes, exactly, exactly. So the projection is... You know, if, if someone disagrees with you, they disagree with you. But if they vehemently disagree with you, like aggressively, violently want to tear your hair out, disagree, usually there's something in there that you're saying that's resonating with them, but they can't, they can't admit it to themselves. See, we agree on most stuff. Yeah. I agree with that. Yep. 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 And it makes it really fun. Mm-hmm. Because then you get to get pissed off at things and be like, oh, okay, that's probably something. That's probably a me problem. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. once you start noticing it, you go, why am I reacting so badly to X? And you go, oh, is there something of X within me? Yeah, yeah just... it's, um, it's also when you've been, um, I don't know if you've experienced this, Pete. I think we dodged it for the most part when we were living together. But if you're living with someone all the time, say during, I don't know, a global pandemic or something, and you're sort of just around people all the time and you're around the same person all the time, it becomes... Um, the person can become a wonderful target for everything that you have going on psycholo- psychologically uh, yeah. uh, or internally. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it's wonderful. Yeah. It never, <laughs> never gets old and yeah. it never stops. And it's always a game of going, oh, okay, that's fine. It's like shining a little flashlight. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, this has been our episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did hit, we did forget to hit record, but both of us forgot to hit record. No, I hit record and you hit record and neither of them worked. And both the machines didn't work. The video didn't work and the audio didn't work. Isn't that interesting? So can you remember any particular episodes that you particularly liked or didn't like in the last 99 that we've done? Thank you so much, Pete, for bringing that up. Um, I absolutely do. Um, Let's see. Uh, Fog of War was one of my favorite episodes. It was one of the ones where I felt like I was a little bit more, um, so I'll make it about me if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was a little bit more um, edgy. I was emotionally very, very, very uh, distraught from that experience. And and so, and I appreciated that episode. I also loved the title of it. So you did a great job there. And then the other title I love, which we've talked about. Oh, by the way, we can talk about titles because you're, this is a slight dig at me you're doing no, no. right now, which is... Which no, no, it wasn't. No, but it I, really I, no, no, I'm going to take the stick. It's not a dig, but 
I have been saying we should do one word titles and the one word titles don't work. They're, I thought it was cool though. It was cool, but it hasn't worked. People click on it the... They didn't work. They didn't work. <laughs> People click on the titles that are things like Fog of War or... Or Chaosmos. That did very well. Okay. I did it. Well, that's one word. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. But it's a cool word. Yeah, and it's yeah, two yeah. words crammed together. Yeah, exactly. That's how you get them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the um, one of my favorite episodes is the second one, which is um, uh, Genie of Unconscious Wishes, oh, yeah. which became later a wonderful screenplay Yes. Um, that I want to revisit very soon on a creative light now that I think I'm a little bit more, I wrote that, half wrote it, partially wrote it mm -hmm. during a pandemic. And I think I, my comedy chops weren't all up to par. So I'm going to refunny it a little bit, mm -hmm. but I'm very excited about that. And then also that episode was just a brilliant, I just loved it. It was wonderful. The genie of unconscious wishes is just a great title yeah. and it's so good. And I highly recommend revisiting that uh, if you haven't. And that was the second one. That was yeah. an early one. Like, and we've gone downhill from there. Then. Yeah, we really yeah. shot, shot, it, shot it big. And I don't like to say that phrase. I shot our, I think shot our load is one of the worst <laughs> phrases in the world. Yeah. And the fact that you've kind of like emphasized that is makes it even worse. I tried to know? reel it back yeah. in. <laughs> shot out. Yeah. Um, and then uh, let's see what else the, there's, See, the thing is, man, and I, I think you can relate to this. We do a lot. It, a lot of the world I live in is throwing a lot of things at a wall. And if something sticks, it's incredible. Yeah. But there's no expectation that it will stick. And so and, and from my my baby years in in source fed when it was making five videos a day, I became very, very accustomed to just doing, 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 and moving on and forgetting about it, especially with the internet, because it's very important that, and I'm learning this, relearning it now uh, at this stage of life, but like you have to put it out and then disengage from it mm -hmm. almost entirely. And so it's difficult to remember some of these episodes. But, and you remember I was the opposite. This is the funny thing, right? Because you were coming from the YouTube world and it's like fire stuff out. Oh, yeah. St stick it to the wall, see if it sticks, if it doesn't move on. And I was like, only do things that have been really well planned out and whatever. And I, I was really struggling with this idea of just sitting down with a microphone and not having like written out what I was going to say and yep. doing it right. And that, I think that made a really interesting thing where I had to learn to kind of be a bit more just like see what happens. Like this, even still to this day, this feels a bit weird where I'm just sitting chatting with you and... Oh yeah, you don't yeah, like it, yeah. It's kind of I don't like, know that you don't like it, but yeah, you but Yeah, but you know, like I was almost... In fact, yeah, I was... You know, the guys at The Lack, which is one of my favorite podcasts, which is Helen and Benjamin and Nina. Do you not know they've got... What is it? It's called The Lack. It's a political mm -hmm. philosophy podcast. Absolutely phenomenal. It's oh, just great. started. Um, but each of them read a intervention before they... Um, where they talk about it. So they each have like this, you know, thousand word written piece that they read out or 500 words before it starts. So I was like, no, we should do that. That's yeah. never going to happen. But no, that'll be fun. Do we'll do it once. once. What do you, oh yeah, we could do it once. Yeah. What do you, uh, so, so every the, episode they'll have a pre-written thing? They have a pre-written thing and they, they, the three of them, so they do a movie or something like that. The, the movie just loosely frames the conversation and they'll do an intervention that they read about the philosophical import of that of the film and then they'll discuss yeah so i so yeah that that's kind of shit where like that's all written down it's pre-planned but that's not really what like that they do they're good because they do a mix they do that and then 
they talk randomly. Yeah. But um, I well, was like, I was nervous about just sitting down at the microphone and talking. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that, and that's a good thing. I like that. It's yeah. a nice balance. The problem, I think, where we we agree in a bad way is mm. that we both are incredibly good at postponing. Oh, yeah. And incredibly good at, at not staying on schedule. Yes. So yeah, yeah. my question to you, Pete, and I would also bounce back to the other question, which is what episodes did you particularly like slash, and we'll get into ones we dislike as well, Okay, yeah, yeah. which spoiler alert, none, <laughs> um, but all gold. Uh, all gold. Um, so the, would you be interested, Peter Rollins, in making a pact here and now mm. on this episode of this 100th Fundamentalist? To we we will absolutely stay on schedule. Yes. For let's say we should have a schedule first because it's not that we don't stay on schedule. We just don't even have a schedule to stay on. So maybe twice a week or once a week, a day and a time that we always do it. How does see? It? Yeah. That's okay. This is what it is. Yes, mm. and this is where we're getting into the nitty gritty because yeah. I think. We, the difference between this podcast and a lot of other podcasts mm -hmm. is that we tend to be, um, I don't want to use the word lazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but sometimes we, uh, we like to, you know, let things percolate before we sit down with the microphones. Yeah. And to our credit, I don't know many people who, who do the amount of episodes that we do that. You know how many we've done? Exactly. That's a better question. 100. Oh, well, I, we've published a hundred. Oh yeah. We've done a, you've done a few more than that's 100. yeah. I think that we're very good at listening to a podcast and being like, I don't, I don't uh, know. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. That's me. I mean, you're, you're much better at going just fire and forget. I'm a little bit more, well, do you have a couple of times said, no, I wasn't keen on that one. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. the machines decide for us, which yeah. is really nice. Um, what episodes did you like? Oh wait, okay. did we agree that we'll stay for we'll two stay months schedule for two months? Yeah. Yeah. I would love to do that. We'll just put it in the books and we'll have our day. Because if I, you're traveling, I'm traveling. We should do it, definitely do it twice a week to get to get a few in the bag so that when I'm traveling, you're traveling, we're yeah. we're we're fine. Um now what what ones do I like? What ones? See, it's I it's hard for me to remember the ones, but I know the themes that I like. Like any of the themes where we're talking about kind of the philosophical stuff when we get into, like we did one on Hegel once, we did one on God. I really, that was my birthday present. You that was asked great me, uh, do I, what do I think about God? And um, I thought that was fun because that was kind of more philosophical stuff. So I love doing that. It was about God. And it, I think the title was The Meaning of Life. Mm. And that episode did very well, I think, because people are, I mean, I find that subject very intriguing. Um, what if we were to summarize yeah it was really about you were answering the question do you believe in god yeah not to rehash or relitigate re the whole thing but what what was your sort of cliff yes. notes on that oh yeah well so very quickly it was that philosophers start with the concept so it's does the concept of god exist and does the concept of god necessarily exist and then what does the concept of god tell us about reality and can the concept of god the concept, purely the concept, as you work through it, can it get to such a level of intensity and such a level of instability that it breaks through into reality itself? And I was arguing that this, that basically thought and being ultimately intertwined. That we didn't talk about this explicitly, but but implicitly, this is a problem: is how does thought and being, or mind and matter, how do they interact? And philosophers are interested in that question. So I was in that episode 
giving my my answer to that. Uh, I love when you say being because it sounds like bean. <laughs> you bean, heard yeah, 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 bean, bean, ground of bean. Uh, <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh, my, yeah, I remember, and we won't relitigate it. But my question that I still have is: yeah. you start with a philosopher is does this, yes. but why do you start with? what a philosopher is why do why, do why I, is that the the tent the temple that you ah uh, yeah because i want to start with the least i want to start on the most solid foundation yes. you can start on. love it and the most solid foundation you can start on is thought right because you could literally not believe in anything there's no external world or the external world is in constant flux or you could say you could you can disbelieve all of that but one thing you cannot think is you cannot think you're not thinking. Because if you think you're not thinking, you're thinking you're not thinking. So... And if you think, therefore, you... Yes, so Descartes is, I think, therefore, I am. So in philosophy, you start from somewhere really basic, which is the existence of concepts. And then, but then what you try and do from there is then you try to build a world. And so as, as a philosopher and someone trains philosopher, I choose philosophy because... For me, it starts with the least amount of presuppositions, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, and uh, I think from there you can make incredibly vast conclusions about the nature of the universe. But you start in a very safe place, yeah. which is not the existence of something, but the existence of a concept, and that there's the science of the concept. That's, That's what philosophy is. In so many ways. Why did you want to start in a in a solid a solid ground? Why was that? Was you you so you could sense i'm imagining the tumultuous uh and the the uh sh often shallow and or maybe uh what i'm trying to get at you were i'm assuming in some state of chaos yeah well as, yeah. as most people i would contend are myself included at all times on some level yeah. so you're you're Mo was going. All right, I, everything's chaos. Everyone has opinions. They don't even know where they came from. Everyone has ideas. We celebrate Christmas. We don't know what why yeah. we have a Christmas tree. We don't know why we put eggs and the, there's the bunnies with the eggs and that. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. So every we're all kind of going through this program. Yeah. But you were like, let me kind of deprogram, get right solidly back to something. I can go. Okay, this makes sense. sense. This is yes. yeah. And, and yeah, absolutely. Like, is there something you can be absolutely solid about? Something that is indubitable? And then can we know anything? Can we know, is, is everything opinion? Is everything relative? But of course, if everything's relative, then that's a truth claim. So that, you know, because so. Oh, that you know, classic old gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, which is a really interesting gotcha. But um, yeah, so the, the question is, yeah, is there any way to work out literally what, we're, like, because it is weird. I mean, if you think about it, that anything exists rather than nothing is really um, initially a very strange concept that that oh, things exist. It's brain breaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that that fascinates me. And, and going like, what is the nature of reality? What is the nature of existence? So yeah, all those questions. Have became... you heard the idea that we are um, further along than what the mathematics of evolution would? Uh, would dictate <laughs> oh, that's interesting so so yeah so that that really we shouldn't have got this far this fast yeah like why is it that i have an iphone are you bringing this back to ufos 
I thought you were about to say Jung, but it's all the same. Baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, I guess I was bringing it back. Yeah. To you, just, I think very subtly you're bringing us back <laughs> well, to I did Because before I said that, I had the thought when you were talking, I was like, you said something and I was like, mm, UFOs. <laughs> and again, don't, please don't think I'm really into UFOs, but I do love and am probably into UFOs. Yeah. Uh, I think I maybe said on the last podcast or maybe it was the one we failed to record on, but, or the one that we're going to give to the Patreons. Did we say that? We're going to do a Patreon yes, exclusive it. ask it. Um, so, uh-oh. Oh, wow. Um, I'll call, let's call our accountants. We're going to have a flood of people. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the, which we're partly putting up because we didn't think it was good enough to share to everybody, or is that not true? I liked it. <laughs> you did like it a lot. I liked, I liked it, a lot. it. I liked it when we did it, and then for some reason was like, I'm not sure. And then you said, Well, let's do it as a private one. Exactly. So, yeah. I'm all. For, I thought it was a great episode. That was one of our better ones. But yeah. you will never know. Only the you know eight thousand of you have signed up for our <laughs> yeah. Patreon. will find out. But anyway, uh, yeah. I, 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 I. Have you heard about that? That we're further along. So let me let me ask you quite so are you saying that i the amount of time that say the earth has been around for in terms of habitable life evolution shouldn't have got us to this stage this i haven't quickly, heard that but i've that's yeah what you, is that what you mean or not that is that, that's exactly what i mean yeah apparently according to and i i'm speaking out of my butt here per the huge but i heard so it's a form of intelligent design argument of sorts whether the intelligent designer is aliens or god not necessarily a design by per per se but a, a, a momentum that goes beyond uh pure the mechanics of evolution because okay. this is this is one of the plot lines of alien versus predator is that the predators use this, right? So they find Earth and there was basically very primitive species. And I think, I think if I remember correctly, they kind of like quickened it along and helped with the evolution of hum humanity. And in exchange, every year, they would impregnate some of them with aliens and hunt the aliens. But otherwise, basically, if the, <laughs> the predators hadn't arrived. That's exactly the theory I heard. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that I love that crap. That is my favorite. That's my favorite that type of science fiction is mm -hmm. uh, that human evolution and conscious and the Prometheus type stuff. Well, I was about to say Prometheus is yeah. a version of that, yeah, because the, the engineers through dying kind of uh, give their DNA to basic I'm certainly open soon. to it. I'm yeah. very open to the idea because it doesn't make sense that I, it makes sense, obviously. Yeah. That's, you know, <laughs> I hear myself. Magnets don't make sense. Exactly. Well, no, they don't. <laughs> uh, uh, let's just get that out of the, the way. Uh, you know, what is that? The um, insane clown process? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but honest, okay. Okay. Tangent. The yeah. People go after the insane clown posse because of a line that they have where they say, magnets, how do they work? Yeah. And it's like on a blue screen and it's a cringy, horrible video. And people come after them because they're like, this is how magnets work. Yeah. Most people don't know how magnets work. I have no idea. You know like I, I, I know the basics of physics and I can't quite, I mean, I know it's about forces repulsing and electricity. And I, but yeah, See, but yeah it's exactly. magic. You it's magic. Know, it's magic. Yeah. <laughs> None of it makes sense. Uh, I don't know how magnets work. <laughs> if, even, if, even if you're like, well, there's charges. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So anyway, we're really diving into the important stuff here. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the idea would be that we, uh, we have, um. But then would you not need to have like 
other unif- other worlds to compare and contrast and know whether this went fast or slow? Not necessarily. If you recognize the overall, like I'm assuming people who are smarter than me, specifically evolutionary biologists or people in that field, um, they who study like the the rate of mutations in the genome mm-hmm. or in the genes. Uh, if if it is happening so fast, well, and it's it, happening faster than their models would predict by an exponential amount, it makes me go, well, that's interesting. Yes, but is not like because I have heard this well, actually. So it is a version of what you're saying, which is there is a certain point. For example, where humans, our evolutionary trajectory goes ballistic, right? Mm-hmm. Size of the brain and all of this we've seen. So. But then that's what I always thought is that there are kind of like moments whenever a lot happens, like that's, that's the way it is. And, you know, we are very different from apes, like obviously, but, um, you know, that's a very short space of time that we went from kind of like ape like creatures to kind of mm-hmm. language beings that happened very quickly. But all right, I got a next question for you, unless yeah. you're feeling. No, 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 go for it. All right. And I'm going to ask you this question and then I'm going to take a small break. It will seem seamless drinks. due to this fancy editing that we're doing now. Oh, yeah. Perhaps um, there might be some sort this, of a moody. This is, your te- this is your test, Cam. Moody transition. <laughs> yeah, Cam. Uh, a lot of pressure. Yeah. You can tell we're yeah. very serious about this. If you uh, can do anything about the content as well, like, you know, yes. help us with that, that would be great. So, my broad question for you, Pete, mm. is. Do you see the overall um, course of, let's say, humanity itself, but also kind of the Western world of the scientific revolution and all these things, do you see yourself within that time frame on a historical level? But my actual question is, what do you think you would have done as a vocation uh, 500 years ago, 700 years ago? Yeah, wow. Thousand years ago. Is that your question while you go and fill up drinks? Yours too, if that's okay. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. We'll be right back. Why do philosophy, the idea of like trying to get to truth, this notion of what philosophy is, I mean, that's what this podcast is about in many ways, isn't it? It's like, how do we understand and get to truth? Can we know the truth? And welcome back. Hey, cheers. I mean, we can do it again. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you so much. Pete does that thing where he makes eye contact every time he cheers with somebody. <laughs> and I always am bashful about him. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see you. Um, okay, so my question to Pete was what he would have done 500 years ago, maybe 1,000 years ago. And my, my reason for that question is because you are doing work, I think, that's very relevant to these times because you're, you have written so much and so many books and done so many talks on kind of deprogramming people's, uh, deconstructing people's beliefs. You're doing good philosopher work. So obviously it's the, the implication is that you are, you are connected with this like epoch in Uh, human history. Um, so, and I think that that it's a very relevant, uh, like, task that you're on but do you wonder sometime do you ever ima- even imagine it what would it be like if you were uh i i assume i'd be dead is the, the well, yeah i mean I, i'm 48 no i'd definitely be dead i think yeah know? yeah <laughs> 500 um, years ago maybe well, not maybe not you know if, if you're 
you can, you know, nice life in the, in the university or whatever. Let's paint a picture. Exactly. By the way, that, that is a bit of a high time of philosophy, not so much the 50, like the 1600s, 1700s, like that's like the golden age of philosophy. That would be a great time to be alive. That's like, um, I think if, I, if I'm right, I'm terrible with timings, but that's Immanuel Kant. You're talking in Hegel's in the 1600s, 1700s. So you're, you're that's a, like, that's a very rich time. Spinoza and like, oh, you would have crushed it. Well, that's the philosophy at its best. You right would have kicked the door down. Yeah, I would have been like, you could have been oh. one of the great people. <laughs> but, you know, listening to them speak would have been pretty cool. Well, um, so to go back a little bit, because uh, maybe it was included in the episode, but during the break, mm -hmm. we talked about going back to philosophy. I have another question about that. Oh, yeah. That you, you, yeah. you, you set up. So what if, uh, so when you talk about doing philosophy because you wanted to have the most solid ground possible, mm -hmm. first of all, something about that to me sounds very funny, and I can't mm -hmm. quite articulate what it is. But if you're looking in my, the old, I think the assumption is if you're looking for solid ground, maybe philosophy is the last place to go <laughs> because it's the most uh, varied. Everyone has different opinions and uh, everything becomes just broken apart. Like philosophy just breaks everything apart. The funny if, thing is, but that's what pe on the outside, it looks like that. It looks like, well, you get into philosophy, it's just a pile of different opinions. right? But actually when you get into philosophy, you go like, um, no, you do start to hit kind of, some solid things, you know, yeah. it's like a, but you know. why? Okay. And two things there. One is, um, I talked about this, uh, like maybe a month ago. Um, my second module for my class on archetypes was the philosophical grounding for archetypes. And I was a little bit more, um, like, this is, I'm very interested in this. I would mm -hmm. love to know if yeah. there's a philosophical grounding and they can kind of go, they'll go philosophical in like a historical sense. And obviously archetypes go back to Plato and his forms slash ideas. But then my professor left me a like giant uh, response on it and it was great. And then I replied to him uh, referencing analytical versus continental philosophy okay. and kind of curious, mostly I was just kind of curious on what he would say, or if he, he would even respond. And I was also trying to prove that I knew terms and words. Um, and he left another just giant <laughs> response, but he came down on the side of, um, <clears throat> basically continental philosophy, uh, uh, is, is grappling truly with what it is to be in the world. Uh, and he was like analytical philosophy, I feel has, and he was like, and this is just me. Uh, I feel it has sort of eaten itself a little bit and there is nothing, there's nothing. It was very pro-continental philosophy wow. and against uh, analytical philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm in, I started in analytic philosophy and then moved to continental philosophy. What made you change? Yeah, you know, maybe not a hundred percent different from your professor, but is that, you know, anal analytic philosophy tends to treat the, now this is, this is tendencies. This is not completely the the case, but analytic this is philosophy. Your, your experience. Yeah, yeah, and, but and also I think it is within the framework. Is analytic philosophy treats things as a problem. So you, an analytic philosophy is like in, it's like you approach something out, from the outside. You look at it from the outside. Continental philosophy treats things um, as 
in a technical sense, as a mystery, as in you are interwoven with the very question you're asking. So if, if for example, you go two plus two equals four, anybody can come to that conclusion. Doesn't matter. You're not interwoven into it, right? Two plus two equals four. But there are certain questions we ask that we are within the question when you're asking about consciousness. So you are... You can't extradite yourself yes, from the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And so Gabriel Marcel, who's a philosopher, I like, he talks about the difference between problem and mystery, that a problem is something that you stand kind of outside of, and a mystery is something that you are uh, kind of saturated within. Oh, and, yeah, and continental philosophy is more intense towards the questions of life that, that see us as intimately interwoven, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Beautiful. So, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, wow, I love that. That was mm. so nice. Mm. Um, here's my second question. Yep. You wanted solid ground. Yeah. Most people uh, in my life and in my social circles, if they were to, you know, obviously this goes back a little bit to the idea that philosophy is kind of known to be sort of all over the place and you can sometimes maybe get lost in how much you're breaking things down. So in my experience, what I've seen is when people want truth, the, the thing that people uh, go toward is a infographics. very- Infographics. Infographic, 100% yeah. infographic. <laughs> Most of what I know is just Googling it with the word infographic yeah, on it. Yeah. And my goodness, it just, it's yeah. so pleasing. The uh, things you can learn with six slides on Instagram, it's incredible. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, but um, I do feel that way though. <laughs> I'm like, I get it now. Um, <laughs> but they go towards science. They go toward uh, sort of, um, if you want to get back to basics, if you want to get back to a solid ground, why not go back to... Um, Physics or mathematics. Physics or mathematics, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, or I biology, think, even. I mean, evolutionary yeah. biology, I think, can offer a, a similar, but not as good as math mathematics. It'd be probably the king, right? Yeah. I, I think, like, the three Queen. most abstract subjects, I think, are mathematics, physics, and philosophy. So, the three most what? It's kind of abstract. Uh, disciplines so yeah. you know they so they're on the ones that are dealing with the kind of the widest possible kind of sense so I you know and I could have you know the, all three of those are interesting but philosophy I, yeah I think for reasons I can get into or not is the one I really wanted to do but but yeah if, if mathematics physics and philosophy do ask basic questions about the nature of Reality. Yeah. I mean, mathematics is purely about relations. I mean, it doesn't even, you're not even studying the world with mathematics. You're just studying. Here's the funny thing about mathematics, right? You're not studying the universe at all, but the universe seems to be mathematical. I mean, that is a bizarre thing that what mathematicians are doing on a board with numbers, with relations, um, seems to actually be the very nature and kind of uh -huh. structure of the universe. It's incredible. Which is fascinating, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's another one of those uh, mind-exploding things. But, I, but the thing is, I'm interested in what makes what subjectivity is. And so mathematics is... There you go. You know, that's the, I think that's the yeah. answer, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, physics is studying the physical world. Mathematics is studying kind of relationships. Um, you know, the continental philosophy, a lot of continental philosophy studies, you know, the, the emergence of consciousness, what is self-consciousness? Mm -hmm. and, and can self-consciousness know the universe? How do we know the universe? Um, all of those questions, I'm fascinated Love. by those. Yeah. Great answer. Yeah. Um, okay, I have another. Oh, this is good. Yeah, it's yeah, fun, right? Both, yeah, if you, if you like it. I got one locked and loaded. Yeah. 
Um, I thought this would be a fun little exercise, yeah. but I, I will go first because I feel yeah. like you, you've been in not the hot, the hot seat, seat, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's what I think we should do. Mm-hmm. I think we should, as a celebration of our 100th episode, yeah. we should give a review okay. as though of the fundamentalists, as though we are listeners of the fundamentalists. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now you are a philosopher, Pete. So I think you can imagine stepping outside of yourself and imagining yourself as a subject. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to do it successfully or entirely, but that's great. Yeah. I, by the way, which is inherently what we all do because you, you, you when you think about yourself, you're thinking about yourself the, as a subject, yeah. which is then you're, uh, maybe anyway. we might be better at this than most people. Well, uh, <laughs> So here's my review of the fundamentalists. Right. <clears throat> Let me hear it. Are you going to give a grade? Yeah, like absolutely. Stars. Gonna, okay. yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it on like the iTunes because a lot of people don't know this. You can leave review, really nice reviews you can leave for podcasts on uh, iTunes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it always helps the podcast, especially if they're trying to get sponsors or anything. So uh, I, I'm only saying that to you, but you can leave positive, really positive reviews for people. That's so nice. here's my review. Five out by of the five. Way, you know, but by the way, you know, American reviews to European reviews and universities so different. Because in Europe, right, if you get over 70%, that's a first, right? If you get 72, that's excellent. If you get 76, that's incredible. If you get 78, that's almost unheard of. 80% is virtually impossible. Um, but, you know, that's the kind of university out of 100? grading. Out of 100? But they don't America, know how numbers work. What's that? That's not how numbers work. Yeah, but then but you guys go like, oh, you said to me, you know, you get 19 out of 20. I'm like, like that's... Yeah. That's ninety out of a hundred. So you can't. Yeah. Get, well, that's that's crazy. So yeah. well, I, you I'm, guys I'm love to brilliant, give, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hate so, to tell you. Know, so Don't like, tell I, I, I'll give the European kind of like uh, gradings, and you give the American grading. Great, five out of five. Five out um, of five. <laughs> these guys are such a wonderful uh, couple of friends, and both very interested in uh, stuff that I find um, wonderful. Uh, they, I wish they uploaded on a more consistent basis and released more content. And, uh, I would love to hear more about Pete's, um, personal, um, you know, uh, ushering into where he's at, especially because the world of philosophy is so, um, not monetizable. And um, as for Elliot, I've heard enough about him, and I wish he would stop interrupting Pete. Besides <laughs> that, I can't wait for them to start a Patreon, and I will be signing up at the highest tier as quickly as possible so I can support this thing that they're doing that even they don't entirely know what it is, but I sense that something is good about it, and we will continue on. That was, that they was will continue good. on. Excuse me, I lost it at the end. Mm. I actually lost it at the end when I started complimenting and at the beginning. But anyway, you that's lost my... it right the way through. No, I, I, you know, <laughs> I want to pick up on a couple of things. So one is yes, you pick, you said the thing of the the more, me being more personal. See? So I I need to give more of myself. Or don't. I've heard yeah. it all. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. It's good. But I only ask that because I am curious, or only say that I am curious why philosophy over other things like when did the reality of of um needing to make a living in this world uh meet up with your drive to do philosophy like it sounds like you you were compelled and almost certain and it seems like a very uncertain field to go into and i think that's interesting yeah no i was compelled from a young age and made no obviously you don't make any money and i was unemployed for eight years living on unemployment benefit 
lived in a squat for a while, lived in a little place called The Village for a while, which is a shithole. Um, but the weird thing is then it's kind of worked for me, but it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, yeah, I've got, I'm doing well. I'm living in Los Angeles now. I've got an apartment in LA. Um, do you feel a panicky um, kind of fear that you'll, you'll be sucked back into the, the squat? Sucked back no, in? No, I think if, to be honest, if anything, that could, could be good. I don't, not necessarily, don't necessarily want it, but no, bring it on. Like, I know, um, and it'd be nice. I, like, you know what? I've noticed, and nobody's talking, well, people probably are talking about this, so that's not fair to say, and I'm out of touch, but I have noticed that prices seem to be going up, and I'm like, I don't think that inflation is necessarily a danger for America, but I've definitely seen some signs that I'm going like, inflation could hit, which could wipe out people's savings and could kind of like really mm -hmm. screw us all. So maybe that is coming back, maybe maybe this time next year. No, I don't think back. it's coming yeah. back. I think it's going to be just fine. But I also like the romantic idea of it, of uh, getting back to just bare bones. I know. Your phone lit up. I just want to make sure we're still recording. Oh, yes, yes. That's just there was some kind of pop-up thing that happened. Yeah, it should be still, still um, going. Well, great. Yeah. Uh, well, what's your review of The Fundamentalist? Oh, man. Um, Don't say anything less than five. It'll bring our ratings down. Yeah, well, I was going to do the, uh, the, uh, the European degree level i'm going to give it a i would either a 68 which is a high two one or a 72 which is a first you kind of and but i'll give it a first for us you know but i go like yeah i think what do i think as long as if you post it on <laughs> itunes you do the american version yes yes that is that's like five out of five 72 percent pretty good oh that's oh, yeah. very good well, yeah. 72 is like awesome like you got 72 like that's a first um uh, yeah, I think, right, what do I think? Yes, we need to get regular. We've been pretty good on that. We've been pretty good on that. Pretty good. Um, we have to be, do better than regular. We have to be bonusy about it. Bonus, we're going to do bonus episodes. Um, I, I'm interested in doing some actual essay stuff where occasionally you're reading something interesting for your mm -hmm. class or whatever that we discuss and that we can even post up in advance and say, oh, if you want to read this, and then you can Correct. listen to this talk. Um, but then we'll do a whole one on basic postulates of analytical psychology, which I really like. From okay. Oh well, yeah. It'd be interesting. So, you know, so yeah, I, you, you find it a lot easier to do a review of the fundamentalists than I'm finding it. Yeah. That's know. because I'm full of shit, Pete, and yeah. I can just spew it. You can constantly. just switch it on and just, yeah. Just and I also it. knew if you were up next, you, you would probably, uh, you would, want to formulate an idea so i was trying to give you time but i yeah. just took up all that time with my own vapor i was just i was that. taken up by it man i liked it i like the 72 percent. i think you don't even need to say anything more than that i think yeah. you can just go you don't even have to articulate it because all that does is reduce the absolute <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah. foolish. I'm, I'm so what's the next hundred episodes then what are the what's that's that, a great question pete up? um so we're going to do another hundred episodes at least mm -hmm. Uh, it'd probably be 112 with bonus episodes on the Patreon. So I would say, uh, I think the next hundred episodes, I mean, we're going to have to start, I can't debate because I know you're right, but I can convince because I think I'm right. <laughs> well, so this is interesting, right? There's going to be, let's talk about this. Let's be honest about okay. this, right? There's going to be some difference between, yes. where, between your worldview and your thinking and where you're going and myself. And that's going to be interesting. That's going to enrich this. How is that going to look? It's interesting, Pete. That's a great question. Um, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I, here's my opinion on it right now. 
So I am learning uh, about depth psychology, emphasis on Jung, post-Jungian people. Um, for me, it's a very alive, what I've seen is it's a very alive field. There's people mm -hmm. really doing this stuff. It's And they're, they're making headway and doing cool things, and I love that. So I have to start, I think, with what the common thing is. So I think your there's a lot of impressions about Jung, and Jung has been popularized in many ways that I think are uh, absolutely detrimental to people's growth as individuals. Now I am interested in growth as individuals, I or as an individual, and I am interested in, in the people's uh, embracing life, uh, their their unconscious crap that they have going on for the purpose of growing, not for the purpose of attaining some enlightenment. But Jung has ties to the New Age movement in ways that I think are, um, I understand them. I don't necessarily think that they are at all correct. I think the majority of New Age um, things, as much as I love them, mm -hmm. I'll do all of them, a lot of them I think are like, okay, here's something that was that's been on my mind lately and has been discussed for the past couple of days, shadow work. You heard about yep. this? I've heard of shadow work. Yes. Yeah, very union. Very union. Yep. Total shit. It's total <laughs> shit. And it's not, um, the, the, yeah. the, the, the idea that you can just do shadow work would in union terms, if you're being technical about it, only be an expansion of your ego. It's just going your conscious brain has decided that this is your shadow work and you're going to do that. And it's like, that's, excuse me. I think that's kind of BS. Um, because the actual reality of it is it is that you, by definition, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You're not the captain mm -hmm. of the ship. And so when people start saying that they're doing shadow work, that's just one example of how union thought has been sort of commercialized along with everything else and made into this sort of woo-woo-y, um, utopia, uh, perfect harmony. Now, what... Now, by the way, you know why I think that, that right, why, although it's not Jungian and it's, it's kind of orthodoxy, you know why I think it happened? Is because, see what you think... The commercialization? Yeah, I think that it, it, the door was opened because if you have a notion that the unconscious is accessible through meditation, reflection, that it's a subconscious that you can kind of access through various methods, then you can lead to the conclusion of doing shadow work because you can... Exactly. Yeah. But which gives you a sense of egoic control over the whole thing and yeah. makes you go, oh, I can uh, tap into this immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the, if the unconscious is understood as um, a type of... Um, unknowing knowing that you that you don't you don't get to through depth then i go you're less likely to think that yes for sure yeah. it's an unfortunate situation mm. um i do not believe that you can will yourself into a state of uh enlightenment or access your unconscious by going it's time for me to access my unconscious however that said mm things like active imagination, things that happen in life through slips of the tongue, things that happen in yeah. your day to think patterns that repeat the unconscious, I do believe happens to the individual. Yeah. And, uh, there are, there's, there's tethers, I believe, but I don't believe that it is a, um, 
it's not something you can control. It's not something you can use. And even if it was, you really wouldn't want to, uh, because it would be horrifying if you were able to just like enter the unconscious, like it's a room and, uh, yeah, that's my yeah. current understanding. And, and, and the idea of, uh, I think, wholeness in Jungian psychology and in, the individuation uh, is not, in my opinion, a destination. I think it's an overall arching just way of being in the world. And you're constantly addressing the, the stuff you don't want to look at. And you're just paying attention to the life around you. You're paying attention to the world. I think all that's wonderful. The wholeness idea... Uh, uh, and the, the balancing my, and I, I just came off this whole thing, so I'm still kind of wrapping my head around it, but I like the idea of wholeness being seen or read without the W in it, where the wholeness mm -hmm. includes the gap and the lack and the ineptitude that you feel throughout life. And because there's room for that, there's, you can have all of that together and it doesn't mean that you are this guru enlightened Buddha. Uh, mm -hmm. it just means that you are taking all of it in you're taking it in even if it is the thing that you cannot reconcile yeah so things like shadow work and and certain types of um what's the other i mean all of these things there's a lot of things and also a lot of the the new agey stuff of the meditation is based in escapism it's based in actually exiting the world and exiting life because you can transcend it in some way and it's like the whole idea is there's like soul and spirit spirit is high above soul is way down below people believe that they need to uh, they need to rise up to where spirit is and they're instead what they're doing is they're leaving the actual life that they're living behind and they're leaving uh the, the ugliness of it all behind yes. and i don't believe that's what yeah. is is intended that that's interesting yeah because certain meditation and drugs and sex and all of that all great stuff but Never had any of those. Yes, you you will you will have all of them someday, Thank you. Um, and they they can be a profound experience. But it's how to live within the messiness of life that's the real key. That within language, how do you live within contradiction? Not you know, of course we all try and escape it sometimes, with by getting drunk. We're drinking now, all of that. But but really, the the richness of life is in being able to live uh, day to day in a rich way. And um, yes. And so, yeah, so I, I, any of these transcendental experiences, they're great, but you always have to come back down, right? And coming back down is coming back down to being a creature of language, yeah. being within the world of language, within the world of contradiction. That's where all the fun is. That's where all the difficulty is. And so any, any therapy that is kind of connected to kind of these types of uh, enlightenment, kind of like uh, perennial experiences, um, ultimately are the lovely experiences but aren't aren't where it's at yeah and i think they're i think they can be valuable uh depending on what your experience is with it but uh, yeah i totally agree also that reminds me of when i was i think i've talked about this but when i was first starting to go to therapy uh in my i was trying so hard just to prove that i had it you know, I got, I understand, I get this, this, this. And he, uh, the phrase that I still remember is um, my therapist, Gary Penn, book available now, was like, come down to earth with the rest of us. Like, come mm -hmm. down, you don't got to be this, like, you don't got to pretend you're like this perfect guy or this perfect little Christian dude or you're, the, you're, you're after it, but you're above it. It's like, don't do yeah. that. Come back down. 
live this life. Um, and I was like, Ooh, that's actually, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. I think we're actually in a, a tough spot right now because there are people who are truly stuck in very conservative, rigid, um, systems of belief that keep them locked in. But I think there's a whole lot of other people right now and like an explosion of people that are like going up into space rather than remaining on earth, said the guy who only wants to talk about UFOs. Yes. Well, yeah, we'll see getting high. So a friend of mine, Caster Bruin, he wrote a book called Getting High. And I like the, the phrase because the idea is that we always want to get high whether it's drugs or whether it's spirituality or whether it's aliens, we want to escape the earth. And, uh, but the challenge is how do we find meaning in the earth? And I, I do think that a lot of drugs, religion and other things are about trying to get high. Literally, there's some answer in the sky, some something beyond mm -hmm. that's bringing the answer. And um, the, the idea that that we have to find a way of finding the answer on the earth is kind of Beautiful. key. So there you go. Well, that's what my, my MO is on it right now. What, where do you see the next hundred episodes going? And then we'll wrap up. Yeah. I mean, I think this conversation will be interesting in terms of, um, you know, the, the, uh, the, the work that you're bringing in from your course, I think that'll inform what Just we're doing and a little bit of interesting kind of back and forth about that. And uh, yeah, maybe we do a bit more philosophy as well. Like we talk a bit more about yeah. these. <laughs> <laughs> We've done enough though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of course. Or, well, I want to see how this goes down because this is just an episode where we're literally just drinking and talking and like, do people like or not like these types of episodes? I, maybe we should be asking people what they want. What do you want out of the next hundred episodes? Like what kind of stuff do you want us to talk about? We both know people don't know what they want. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. I'd be very curious. Just uh, watch them. I'll be like one word titles. Yeah. One word titles. Um, um, I thought that was a great idea because I love neatness. Cool idea. And so I, I was even going to retroactively make them all one words, but the one words don't work. See, you, you're tapping into the difference between cool and good. And it uh, is a yeah. cool idea. Yeah. It's all just clean. One word. Exactly. Right. It looked cool. But it was no nice. Cares. No Made cares. it easy to make the thumbnails. Uh, we'll, we'll make them a little bit more fun and poetic. But uh, yeah, it's going to be great. So all more right. philosophy. And also you've referenced I need to read Hegel at some point. Oh, yeah. We do a little bit more Hegel. Hegel's the man. Do you understand Hegel? Do you understand the world? Well, there you go, folks, and yeah. we'll leave you on that. Um, <laughs> if you would like to support the future of this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash the fundamentalists. For those of you that have, uh, we're going to be inundating you with content very soon, and I'm very excited about I, it. You use the word inundate. Let's oh, I will. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to treat it like a playground. Right. I'm going to I'm gonna just do... Because somebody tweeted at me, and they were like, will you sort of just share like lectures and stuff that you're learning at mm -hmm. school? And I was like, well, I can't... I don't think legally do that. I don't even know if I can legally share what I'm writing on it i think i probably could but what i am going to do is do at least book lists and show kind of if people are interested in that stuff and leave little reviews on what i think is cool and not cool but it'll be fun and then also do lenses and that kind of thing to kind of uh i don't really have any medium besides this this patreon to talk about things that uh that are like this i don't want to okay, get on my so instagram and be like this book i nice you it's like it becomes um, a signifier instead of something that I'm genuinely interested in. It becomes something that people go, oh, this is what Elliot's into now. And it's like, that's not, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I just want people to be like, this is fun. If you're interested, it's cool. Okay, I'll but, do the same. I'll post, I'm going to be trying to post some 
seminars up that I've got behind walls and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people are hungry for stuff and just being able to have some kind of like, okay, you're reading this, reading this, reading this. I, I think that's my favorite part about the whole schooling process so far is just getting these books. Like it's like expensive. Uh, it's horribly, horribly expensive, but it's, um, wonderful. Like yeah. it's like stuff I'm like, okay, I see they're building a little, little foundation here for me. Uh, nothing like this incredible library you have. Well, that's a little bit of it. I've lost half of my, so there's books all over the place, but most of my books are in boxes somewhere lost in Belfast or. But you kept Greenwich, the age of structuralism. Yep. <laughs> Trying to see what do you got? Yeah, Freud, Adler, and you. Francis Bacon, I've heard of him. Uh, I feel like you don't like me reading these. No, no, I'm <laughs> interested in what your eye takes you to. Uh, yeah, it's always the ones. There's a bunch that just say the word philosophy, and that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, Less than nothing by Hegel no, and the shadow Shizek. of dialectical yeah. materialism. That that's a good book. great. That's a good book. Shizek, that's a good book on Hegel. It's oh, it is on, on Hegel. Yeah, it's on Hegel by Shizek. Oh, nice. It's a very good book. Yeah. Uh, and in case you guys haven't noticed from the view, we've talked about this maybe before, but Pete organizes his books mostly based on height. Yeah, and it is the craziest it's thing I've crazy. ever seen. Yeah. No, I don't, yeah, that's a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, any closing remarks? I'm good. Me Just, too. Yeah. Cool. Bye, everybody. Thank Take you. care. Bye-bye.